You are listening to the Catholic Thinkers Podcast, a free treasury of instruction in the Catholic intellectual tradition. If you enjoy this lecture, please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate. This is Father James Shaw, and I wish to continue with the second chapter of At the Limits of Political Philosophy. We saw in the first part that we are dealing with the um, steps, or historical steps at least, of political philosophy from the Greeks to the Romans to the Christians to St. Augustine. And now we will continue uh, with uh, uh, feudalism. Now, before examining how medieval philosophy uh, met these questions about the city of God arising out of uh, classical and Old Testament thought, it is useful to touch on the structure of the medieval world, which is described as feudalism. Feudalism resulted after the 6th century AD from the uh, breakdown of the central Roman authority over, um, over finance, uh, army, bureaucracy, and politics. Public life became localized in various uh, centers of Europe that had to uh, fend for themselves against invasions of new peoples and armies. Initially, feudalism represented a loss of the Roman articulation about the differing orders of the social being. Uh, much of the memory of Rome about universal rule and uh, brotherhood remained both in practice and in symbol, particularly in the church. The new people from the north and east uh, sought both to um, imitate the Roman civility uh, and to take on some form of Christian Christian belief itself, and fuse them together. The feudal order contained within its uh, very operative structure both uh, um, civic tradition and revelation. This uh, uh, presence of two sources is what makes Western feudalism different from any other kind of feudalism existing in the world. Feudalism already had within itself uh, generations of uh, men who had read St. Augustine's City of God, and at the same time, they were men who had to finance and uh, defend their new uh, lands without the aid of the uh, central power. The subsequent intermingling of civic, economic, political, and ecclesiastical questions and institutions. Pope had a temporal jurisdiction also, and the emperor and kings had some spiritual um, influence presiding a vast confusion of uh, orders, like the investiture controversy. And so they had uh, different kinds of issues which were mixed together. 
the specific purpose of revelation uh, caused the uh, great intellectual effort to uh, understand both in theology and in law what uh, revelation specifically demanded and how it was to be understood. Revelation replaced neither the philosophical, the philosopher, nor the politician. Even when the priest or bishop had the temporal power, as they did in the Middle Ages, it was arose from the temple, uh, a temporal source, uh, uh, not uh, from a revelational source. Medieval intellectual uh, thought uh, demanded that all of the orders of natural being uh, and action and activity be accurately uh, understood and defined. All this confusion, however, took place within a people now known uh, as Christendom and um, to some extent uh, Romanized, who were Christians and Romanized. Revelational questions and principles were part of any effort to sort out uh, the proper realms of, of politics, church, economics, and family. Um, the equality of, of men, the dignity of the person, the necessity of service to all, um, the irreversible nature of history became part of the uh, normal way of uh, looking uh, at the conflicting orders and problems. Right order meant Roman law uh, that was uh, gradually established within the church uh, through the formation of canon law and the subsequent freeing of the uh, um, various feudal uh, um, civil traditions through the fusion of their of the church tradition, the Roman tradition, and the local tradition. The next discussion is some words about Aquinas. The thinker who is rightly credited with organizing these varying uh, traditions and principles in a unique uh, medieval synthesis uh, was uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, who died in 1274 A.D. What was his political philosophy? The confrontation of uh, Christian, Islamic, and feudal uh, traditions uh, with a rediscovery of Aristotle constituted the main content of his work of the work of Aquinas. St. Thomas wrote uh, detailed commentaries on Aristotle's ethics and began one on his politics. He paid careful attention to what Aristotle had to say. Under the guidance of Aristotle, the concept of the political was seen not as a result of evil, but as a result of good and necessary of the nature of man. And yet Aquinas neither disagreed with St. Augustine uh, that actual uh, disorder had to be uh, accounted for 
nor that it was uh, to be um, located in the will, so that the, the ultimate disorder is in the will and not in some external thing. St. Thomas took up uh, questions of Aristotle, those of friendship, justice, law, and virtue. He related them to uh, virtues and, and ends uh, of uh, the human life as presented both uh, in both the philosophical and the revelational tradition. Further, Aquinas sensed that resolvable order exists uh, between philosophical and uh, properly under, philosophy properly understood and revelation. They weren't necessarily contradictory to each other. Uh, feasibly non-contradictory uh, responses uh, to unanswered philosophical questions could be uh, found in Revelation. These questions were those found in Plato and Aristotle arising uh, from wonder about uh, friendship with God, about uh, union of mind and spirit, about the uh, rewards of good and the punishment of evil, or about uh, the meaning of uh, immortality of the soul. These questions were also present in political philosophy in, the, in an inadequate form. St. Thomas did not replace revelation with reason, nor did he understand revelation as a kind of um, detailed law. Rather, he demonstrated that what Revelation presented in its own terms and its own uh, manner uh, didn't uh, meet with questions that were legitimately asked by philosophers. The vocation of the philosopher and the um, excitement of this vocation remained for St. Thomas. For him, there were not two truths, but there was an order with different sources uh, for the same truths. Uh, since revelation was a gift, uh, it was not the result of philosophy. But issues treated in revelation also occurred in philosophy such as the question of the existence of God himself. The particular coincidence or fact of the relation of, to reason and revelation led Aquinas to argue that, that the same source was responsible for both faith and reason. Human intelligence uh, could and uh, must embrace uh, both realms uh, without uh, changing the uh, nature of either. The result would be an increase in philosophical uh, acumen and depth together with an understanding of just why revelation might uh, be given, uh, why it might uh, not be uh, simply uh, irrational. So, the beginning of modern uh, thought. The nominalist theories, uh, those uh, attributed especially to William of Ockham, uh, who died in 1349, and Marsilius of Padua, 
uh, who died in 1342, in uh, the century after St. Thomas, are about the nature of the primacy of will and the uh, consequent lack of order in nature, except on the basis of will. Thomism uh, held, following Genesis, that nature did not need to exist. Uh, that is, the cosmos didn't need to exist. But if it did exist, as it does, existing uh, sec secondary, existing secondary causes, uh, what was not God, in other words, uh, uh, say a a tree or a uh, or a man uh, acted according to what what it was uh, by its own powers. So uh, the, when people act, they act by their own powers uh, and reality. In late medieval theology, such um, limitations from nature, uh, from what is, were rejected. So the primacy of the will came forth. The arbitrary political state of early modern theory was first prefigured uh, by the arbitrary God. Uh, God was seen simply as will. God's sovereignty was uh, said to be uh, limited if God were not uh, free to make uh, anything whatsoever, even uh, contradictory actions. Such a theory uh, maintained that it was exalting God to uh, refuse to limit him by his own uh, being. It argued that the distinction between good and evil uh, depended only on God's will, so that therefore that it could be true one day and false the next day, in a voluntarist theory. Ironically, this theory uh, made it possible, when religion was subject to the Leviathan, to replace God by the polity, a polity uh, modeled upon a, uh, an arbitrary God or one which uh, subsumed his powers would be uh, um, unlimited. Marcellus of Padua was the first of the modern uh, moderns in political philosophy and the last of the medievals. He was uh, a commentator on Aristotle and he held that Aristotle did not account for one key disruptive force in the policy, namely the priest. He solved the problem, Marcellus solved the problem, uh, the conflict between reason and revelation by um, reducing the priest to uh, purely spiritual affairs. Uh, no relation between spirit and matter could be found, a view just the opposite of Aristotle's. The king exercised purely material force for the good of the community. The spiritual was privatized. It could not affect, affect the public order. The single order in which politics came to dominate all other spheres uh, gained autonomy. The dual order of the 
medieval period in which both revelation and reason had legitimate functions came to an end. No longer one society and two swords, but a single polity and a single sword and a single head. The spiritual was reduced uh, to the interior conscience. Either it did not a matter or it uh, or it did not have any order except that of its own political will. So the next section is on the essence of modern theory, political theory. Without the medieval uh, reality, modern political philosophy would not have happened, uh, would not have, have many of its most uh, basic characteristics and institutions. Limited rule, parliament, parliaments, representation, civil uh, constitutions, a higher law, uh, those are all medieval ideas and uh, forms. Modern political philosophy, however, can be looked on in two ways. The first way, begun by Marsilius, but uh, perfected by Machiavelli and Hobbes, looks to man as autonomous. He proceeds to uh, construct the policy from the premises uh, that prescind from uh, the order of being uh, found in man uh, as a given as given by nature. Civil societies, civil society is a construct from nothing uh, on the basis of ideas uh, at the service of human will. The second way uh, begun before St. Thomas with Ruth and St. Augustine and Aristotle uh, retained the idea that no a perfect kingdom could exist in this world, but it held that actual human uh, betterment was possible. This approach freed politics from utopianism or Machiavellian claims without denying that uh, good and bad actual policies were possible. A better worldly order depended on the proper uh, non-political understanding of the nature and location of the highest thing. Forces of kindness and charity existed in the world that could not be anticipated by the classical polity. If spiritual motives or sources existed, they could be accepted but not fully accounted for by philosophy. If men and women were better even by philosophical standards, through, though not for philosophical reasons, uh, the polity would be better uh, no matter what its form. The sources of human virtue and action were not limited to this world or to its uh, sciences. Uh, they had, nevertheless, actual effects uh, on human lives, and the uh, privatization 
of the spiritual life as professed by early modern modernity in Marsilius and the Hobbes was a denial of the full uh, personhood of the actual people who lived uh, with grace and reason. Machiavelli rejected classical Christian political philosophy at its very roots. He held that we were not to look to what men ought to do, but to what they do do. He differed from the classics and the medievals, who, like, who likewise knew as clearly as he did uh, the evil that men did do. Machiavelli uh, did not uh, retain any uh, primacy uh, or of oughtness uh, by which we could uh, distinguish good and evil within the polity. What was good was simply what was successful uh, to secure political peace. What was evil was what uh, failed to do so. Socrates, to recall, had maintained that to do evil was the worst thing and that death was uh, preferable uh, to doing wrong. In Machiavelli's position, modern theory lowered its sights from the good and from the uh, transcendent to the actual. This lowering uh, eliminated any moral distinction of good and evil, uh, good and bad, uh, the key subject matter of ethics and politics, according to the classics. The soul of man was not open to the transcendent city. We were to begin uh, with the analysis of power and, um, and success uh, and not ask about the ultimate justification or implications. Classical and Christian thought uh, attributed a meaning to human, uh, to man, other than that of life in the city, uh, conceived uh, in uh, terms of success or failure. Hobbes had held that the uh, summa bonum, the highest good in the classical or Christian sense, was not a factor in man, but that man's deepest motivating force was a fear of violent death. The fear of death was what Socrates had maintained should not prevail, should not prevent us from acting on the highest things, even at the, uh, even at the cost of our death. Hobbes was, exact, was uh, exactly the opposite of Socrates. With Hobbes, all philosophical or religious issues could be settled by uh, a polity willing to use the fear of death for its own ends of peace and order. Order was not a principled agreement uh, brought about by virtue and argument, but a struggle rooted in uh, fear uh, or a force, designed to counter what Hobbes felt 
were religious and philosophical fanaticism. The order of the Leviathan, the state, was an order rooted not in reason, but in will or in force. It was uh, constructed solely out of the mind of man and not um, conformed to any uh, transcendent uh, making either of man's or of what uh, transcends him. The second view of uh, modern thought uh, deriving from St. Thomas uh, tried to save uh, certain clear uh, advances that were uh, not necessarily linked with the complete uh, autonomy of the human will. In this uh, uh, position, uh, the modern world uh, uh, represents the uh, completion of a given nature open to the incentives of revelation. The human work of improving the world could only be accomplished if the final uh, question of man's meaning were decided and lived out in principle. Politics was not used to explain all things. If metaphysics and theology, uh, not politics, were addressed to the uh, first questions, uh, politics and economics uh, could be uh, left to themselves as to work out uh, for their relative betterment of the life of man uh, as a mortal, as mortal man in this world. They need not uh, substitute for an explanation of uh, first questions. The confusion is what happened when politics and economics claimed uh, competency uh, beyond their own uh, re uh, realities. Modernity is a struggle between the modern project inaugurated uh, particularly by Machiavellian Hobbes against classical and Christian theory. The model project proposes that man to be man must replace or even um, uh, destroy all that is given to him in nature about what, uh, of what he is and ought to be. By contrast, the man a responsible openness to uh, being uh, the classical tradition. Uh, he seeks the highest things beyond politics, and yet he sees it is possible to retain a, a reflection of these higher things in his own life and in uh, his own uh, city uh, in terms of what sort of a being it is who is called to the highest things. The highest things are now presented uh, to the philosopher, uh, presented to him by revelation. Modernity, in its autonomous sense, sought to eliminate 
the question of God by solving the question of politics. Medieval political philosophy at its best sought to solve the question of God uh, and thereby to uh, uh, found a solution to the question of politics. Seeking first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Medieval political uh, philosophy is nothing less than the uh, articulation of this uh, proposition uh, uh, among the heathens. It is at this uh, theoretical point that we can begin to see the need to uh, return both to classical and to medieval political philosophy uh, to meet uh, problems ourselves by the uh, trials and uh, uh, failures of our own, uh, uh, failures not only of modern uh, practice but of modern political philosophy. Postmodern theory is this, in this sense, is not something uh, different from modern political philosophy, but a drawing of its own uh, logical conclusions. When that return both to revelation and to reason is rejected on the grounds that can only be traced to one's will. The sequence of political philosophy, as I have uh, described it, uh, provides a, the general context within which we can uh, eventually proceed to the classical questions and the um, import of the responses to such uh, abiding questions found in medieval uh, theory. First, however, we must say something further about the nature and importance of uh, modernity as a philosophical concept that stands for human uh, autonomy. The responses of classical and medieval uh, theory can be understood as living and viable uh, alternatives to the modern um, proposals that were designed to uh, reject them, uh, but which in the empirical order <clears throat> have proved, uh, proved their dangers uh, and, uh, and startling inadequacies. So this approach is not proposed as a, a return to the Middle Ages. Rather, it is uh, uh, presented as a fuller understanding of political philosophy as seen in the requirements uh, of its own premises. The brilliant errors of the modern political philosophy uh, demonstrate uh, the sober sanity of classical and medieval uh, arguments, but they also demonstrate the genuine, the genius of the human minds to formulate answers uh, to his abiding uh, question uh, when it refuses to answer, uh, uh, refuses the answers found 
in intellectual tradition, traditions of reason and revelation. And yet Samuel Johnson was right that these alternatives, alternative solutions of genius uh, arising out of political philosophy, uh, when <clears throat> given their due, uh, remain uh, gloomy, not merely in him who holds uh, with the uh, tradition of Socrates and Revelation that as to then what we now think on, so let's think on forever, but to the formulations of the modern modernity itself. The end of the chapter. We hope you enjoyed listening to Catholic Thinkers. Please visit us at catholicthinkers.org forward slash donate to help us keep this content free.